The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vaches? I don't have to show you any stinking vaches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome one and all, Chris Salcedo Show. Off to a start for a Thursday. I've got... I'm going to try something different today. We're going to do a flip around like we normally do to lead off the show, and we're going to do Facebook Live in the second part, uh, the second break. Because uh, uh, Number one, because there's a piece of audio that I'm waiting to download that I want to share with the Facebook Livers. And second, I'm running way behind today. <laughs> so I don't have time to properly stage the Facebook Live presentation of the Chris Salcedo Show, so we're going to put it off by a break. So in the meantime, let me explain how you get in touch with the program. 888-900-3393, that's the phone. 888-900-3393. For uh, live listening to this program and all of the Blaze Radio programming, blaze.com slash radio, the Blaze Radio smartphone app, and the iHeartRadio app, SoundCloud and iTunes and Stitcher. Those are on-demand listening hubs for you should you want to download this program and listen to it on your schedule. Highly encourage you to do that. Uh, Let's see. Social media. Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas, the free estate in the union. If you would like to go on to Facebook, the Chris Salcedo show where we have some offerings designed to make you chuckle today. Pinned at the top. Actually, the top two posts are laughers. One, well, actually both you might want to share. But uh, one in particular is, is a video component. And um, it just and actually both are related to Democrats and their aversion to work to liberals and their aversion to hard work. Uh, well, I might as well tell you what they are. Number one, did you guys know that it's National Lazy Day? It is it is National Lazy Day. Uh, the Daily Caller wants to know what you're doing to commemorate National Lazy Day. And uh, first off, did you guys know there was a day com- uh, commemorating Barack Obama's Democrat Party? Did you did you know that? National Lazy Day, a day to honor Barack Obama's Democrat Party. Uh, <laughs> so you guys can answer this poll, I suppose, from the Daily Caller. Uh, on a similar theme, down below there's video evidence that we have that prominent Democrats, prominent leftists, when properly motivated, do work. They work hard. And I'll leave that as a surprise for y'all. <laughs> if you look, it's the second post down on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. And we have discovered that at least four prominent Democrats, when properly motivated, do work. They do work for a living. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's, uh, and every single time I watch it, it is, uh, it's like I'm seeing it for the first time. It's that funny. It's that good. And I highly encourage you all to check it out. Um, <laughs> oh, somebody's weighing in on there too. Wait a minute. 
because Republicans have no backbone. Well, sir, you know what? A guy named Larry's weighing in saying Republicans have no backbone. I'd say, well, if they're Mitch McConnell Republicans, uh, that's true. You know, this thing that we told you guys about yesterday, Mitch McConnell and uh, blaming, again, blaming others problems uh, is, is going on a day two as, as the president has taken issue with being told that he had unreasonable expectations. Here's the soundbite from the so-called Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I know everybody's saying we've been there, haven't done anything, which uh, I find extremely irritating. Well, first off, who cares if you're irritated? <laughs> Number one. Number two, the, the people who are irritated at you are the people of the United States because of, of your inability to govern. And, and he must, you know what, maybe Mitch McConnell's celebrating National Lazy Day a little early. Of course, he's only had what? I mean, let's not be too hard on him. He only had seven or eight years to come up with a census, a consensus bill that would uh, satisfy all Republicans in his caucus. I I mean, come on. Let's let's not be too unreasonable, shall we? Uh, Let's get out of the flip around, shall we? Here is uh, Fox News and the uh, the affable and liberal Shepard Smith. Of course, there's no sound coming out. Oh, I know why there's no sound coming out, because. Uh, there's a certain button you have to push that I did not push. So here it is. 2020, in case President Trump was not available for whatever reason, uh, and then he pushed back on it really hard. Well, the president and the vice president met for the first time today since then. Rick, what happened? Well, they had lunch today uh, at uh, the, the president's golf club at 1230 this afternoon. Sarah Huckabee Sanders was here for an off-camera briefing late this morning. And I asked her specifically, what, was there a reason why the president and vice president were having lunch today? And she said, well, the two sit down all the time. They have a lot to talk about. And the vice president is getting ready to take off on an overseas trip. So this was a chance for the two of them to get together before the president, the vice president leaves the country. Uh, of course, Mr. Pence pushed back very hard on that New York Times story when it when it broke, uh, calling it fake news and disgraceful and offensive to him and his entire team. And Shepard, he says he's going to work very hard to get the president reelected in 2020. All right. Uh, I kind of- very busy day. I wonder what kind of conspiracy theory they will come up with over the Washington Post and over the New York Times. Hey, the president was meeting with the vice president. Must be something nefarious. <laughs> uh, the revelation that North Korea could miniaturize a nuke, as we detailed for you yesterday here on this program, was uh, a story that was not breaking news it was thir- it was from 2013 it was 4 years old and the washington post repackaged it and made it seem like it was new we told you that yesterday and the reason why the basket of biased press assisted barack obama in not uh hyping up the fact that that the north koreans could miniaturize a nuclear weapon was the basket of biased press knew that barack obama wouldn't do anything and why embarrass barack obama because the basket of biased press knew the American people would expect Barack Obama to do something. And the basket of biased press thinks the American people are stupid. And that Barack Obama was all-knowing and all-seeing. So let's not tell the people what they don't need to know, said the likes of the Washington Post and the New York Times. That's why this wasn't made a big deal of back in 2013. Also, also uh, and I haven't had a chance to get to this. I've been trying to get to it for three days. There was a, and I've got all the pieces pulled up here. Uh, and because of the 
the fervor over over North Korea. We just have had to push it behind. But there was a story that ran in the what was it, New York Times about about um, a report that was quote unquote leaked to the press because those Obama holdovers inside of certain agencies in the government believe that that Trump would suppress the report. So they had to go to the New York Times and and leak this report. Problem was the the, the report was already up on the website in January. It was or, was there for public dissemination since January. So what so the New York Times were they lying? When they said that they are, that this was leaked information, or were they, or were they just dupes, or were they just complete idiots? When they said this was a leaked and breaking news and all this kind of stuff, you know what? I, I am willing to concede that the New York Times classifies breaking news as stories that are eight months old, <laughs> which shows which goes a long way to the New York Times credibility. All right, when we get back, we'll do Facebook Live and uh, get our day going. It's Chris Salcedo's show. Glad you made it here to the program on the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, the Blaze Radio audience and you folks on Facebook Live, the Chris Salcedo Show, trying something a little different today because I am super way behind. Normally, you folks on Facebook Live would be joining us <laughs> right off the bat, right off the top of the show, but again, way behind, and that's why we've already done all the prelude. I may do this, if it works out well, we may do this all the time. The, the the name of the video is Mitch and, and rhymes with we're going to start off with Mitch. For those of you who have watched Dana's show and have listened to or watched the Chris Nelsato show, you know that Mitch McConnell's been on our list for a long time. And Mitch McConnell has been on our list for a long time because Mitch McConnell back in last summer, I was filling in for Dana on the Blaze TV and Basically, Mitch McConnell had come out and said that the reason why people were so dissatisfied with Republicans and the reason why uh, all of the Republicans were getting shellacked by Donald Trump was because of we in conservative talk radio. And because we gave an unrealistic expectation to our audiences about what government should be doing, that it was wrong for us to to observe that when the Democrats were in charge, they rammed Obamacare down our throats quite easily. And it seems when you want to install socialism, that comes easily for the Democrats. It's getting rid of socialism that the Republicans seem to have a struggle with. So Mitch McConnell blamed us in conservative talk radio. Um, Never taking responsibility for his own failures, I compared Mitch McConnell to Barack Obama. For those of you joining on Facebook Live, did you know it was National Lazy Day? I told the radio audience before you guys got on here. And uh, yeah, the Daily Caller is reporting this, and you can find it on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. We've got a link to it. National Lazy Day. Who knew there was a, a day commemorating President Obama's Democrat Party? 
I, I had no idea, but there it is. So we're talking about Mitch now. Now, remember back last summer, he was blaming we in talk radio. And uh, these left-wing Republicans tend to do that. John McCain just did the same thing. Uh, after being diagnosed with uh, a pretty nasty strain of brain cancer and coming back and thwarting uh, repeal of Obamacare, John McCain then blamed we in talk radio. Stop listening to us. He said to hell with us. John McCain said to hell with people in talk radio and the punditry class. Not realizing, by the way, his own daughter is in the punditry class. I wonder if he included her too. Just a, just a question. I kind of like Megan McCain. Um, anyway, uh, Mitch McConnell and the president are going back and forth because of this. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I know everybody's saying we've been there, haven't done anything which uh, I find extremely irritating. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Congress goes on for two years. And part of the reason I think that the storyline is that we haven't done much is because, in part, the president and others have set these early timelines about things need to be done by a certain point. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? To, not to quibble, Mitch McConnell, but I think it was the American people who set that timeline in the last election. Just just saying. And so here's Mitch McConnell once again. He screwed up royally. He didn't deliver. And you know what? Say what you want to about the House. Uh, we gave the House a C-plus grade. At least they got some things through. The fake repeal of Obamacare. At least they got something going to keep the conversation going. And the K Kate's Law and the anti-illegal alien felon laws that they, that they passed over that way. And uh, they didn't get the tax reform. That's a, that's a big minus on the house, but they've done, but they've done far and above more than the Senate has done. And that's because uh, Mitch McConnell's Senate has no values. The majority in Mitch McConnell's Senate doesn't have a unifying principle to where you could say that Ted Cruz and Susan Collins both agree on this. And every Republican agrees on this. There is no unifying principle. This whole big tent BS that the Republicans have put out there. <laughs> basically, it's another way of saying we have no rudder. We have no core. We have no values. We're a big tent. We invite leftists to be Republicans. We invite big governments, to, uh, big government politicians to be Republicans. Hey, we even invite Stalinists to be Republicans. Just put an R in front of your name so we can get the nice cozy offices. The big offices in the Capitol, in the Capitol building. And we can run the big government. That's, that seems to be all Mitch McConnell's aim. He's not aiming very high. I'm just saying. Anyway, so Donald Trump has taken exception to this basically echoing what we have been saying here on this program and other conservatives to be to be fair that it's not been a two-year cycle mitch mcconnell that you've been asked to operate under to repeal obamacare i want to remind everybody watching that it was this brainiac mitch mcconnell his idea and john boehner's idea back in 2009 not to put up a republican alternative to obamacare so the american people could see them side by side that decision was made by Mitch McConnell and those like him. 
I remember having an interview with a guy named uh, Congressman Michael Burgess, and I asked him point blank, why aren't the Republicans coming up with an alternative so the American people can see an alternative to socialism that Barack Obama was offering? And Congressman Burgess, who's also a doctor, says, yeah, I, I can't explain it. The leadership just doesn't want it. So if one could argue, Mitch McConnell, that you, it's not been seven, six or seven years. You've had eight years to come up with an alternative, a consensus bill with your diverse caucus that would get us out of Obamacare and towards something that's market-based and good for the United States of America. But you didn't do that. Did you, Mitch McConnell? It's Mitch. Rhymes with... So it seems the Senate majority leader has a nasty little habit he may have picked up from his good friend Barack Obama and his good friend John McCain for blaming others for his inability to get anything done or do any work. Hmm? I, that's, I mean, he has a track record now, ladies and gentlemen. First it was talk radio's fault because we set expectations too high. Now it's President Trump's fault. Why is it, Mitch McConnell, answer me this question. Why is it that when Democrats get in control, rarely do you see their base upset? They get socialized medicine. They get tax increases. They get, they get every left-wing, backward piece of garbage legislation or policy that they want. Why? Because Democrats deliver for their base. Democrat, say what you want. As anti-American as the Democrat Party has devolved into, you can say one thing about them. They deliver for their base. They deliver on their anti-Americanism. Mitch McConnell, why is it too much for us to ask that you deliver on pro-Americanism? Why is it too much to ask? Why is it so unrealistic in your view? Fair question, I think. Uh, I'm going to give you guys an example of an a-hole. Um, this guy is at the State Department press conference today. And this is going to set up our discussion for the remainder of this hour on the Chris Salcedo show. Listen to this. Has to enforce its sanctions. Uh, they have said that they would. We That's uh, Heather Nauert. To, used to work at Fox. Now she's a spokesperson for the State Department. Okay. Okay. And welcome back. Thank you. Um, congratulations on the on the UN Security Council sanctions. My, he sounds sophisticated, doesn't he? He sounds, he said, he has an accent, everyone. He must, he must be intelligent. He must be sophisticated. Uh, it has been suggested you could have given them longer to bear fruit before threatening fire and fury. Did you guys catch that? I, tells you, uh, I was getting a time cue. So you on Facebook Live probably didn't hear that. Let me recue that. Yeah, so sanctions. Uh, it has been suggested you could have given them longer to bear fruit before threatening fire and fury. Uh, congratulations, by the way, on your on your sanctions you got in the in the Security Council. But you could have you could have given them longer to bear fruit uh, before threatening uh, fire and fury. He was, of course, uh, blasting Donald Trump for his rhetoric and buying into this whole idiotic and stupid notion that no president at any time has ever talked tersely or coarsely with foreign adversaries. We are going to put these stupid people in their place. I will give you examples in our history of when presidents have actually conducted themselves like this. Coming up on the Chris Nalcedo Show, you folks on Facebook Live don't miss this. It's good stuff. Say hi to Ron, Facebook Live. Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. 
Chris Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 888-900-3393. Congratulations on the, on the UN Security Council sanctions. Uh, it has been suggested you could have given them longer to bear fruit before threatening fire and fury. Um, <laughs> oh, that's just so uh, really stupid and really kind of idiotic seeing as how the North Korean nuclear situation has been evolving for the better part of two decades since the 1990s. I, <laughs> that was a completely ignorant, stupid thing to say, to be quite honest. Uh, Donald Trump achieving that vote in the United Nations where Clinton, Bush, and Obama couldn't. Oh, <laughs> that's not quite so funny, is it, you? You elitist douchebag, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, so funny. Of course, what he's referring to, ladies and gentlemen, is, is that North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Now, these, the line of questioning that here we are, we, this is day two, uh, this line of questioning. And Democrats are, are unified in their condemnation of this. And the subtext and sometimes overt uh, implication by the likes of uh, Andrea Mitchell from MSNBS is that presidents don't talk like this. Credible presidents who know what they're doing don't talk like this. We will educate the leftists who masquerade as journalists in mere moments. But yesterday I want to take you back to the State Department where Andrea Mitchell and others were asking of Heather Nauert uh, about, now we would assume... Since uh, the all these folks were clueless that this is this was old news. That back during the era of Obama, this report had come down that North Korea was able to miniaturize nuclear weapons and that Obama, Team Obama played it down because Obama didn't want to do anything about it. And uh, this was the tone. Now, you would think that American journalists, you know, Americans would want to know about the threat to our people because, you know, the press is supposed to be the voice for the people. Let's see what they were focused on. Senator McCain and others, Republicans and Democrats, mm -hmm. have complained that it was, quote, bombastic in Senator Feinstein's view, not helpful, said Senator McCain. They're talking about Trump's rhetoric, not Kim Jong-un's rhetoric. Uh, that no other president, not Eisenhower, not Reagan, no other president that he knew of would have used such language. And, of course, Andrea Mitchell is carrying that message. Andrea Mitchell had other things to say. My question is, given those provocations from North Korea, which has been belligerent in the extreme, uh, granted, stipulated, is it helpful or unhelpful for the president to use the kind of language that we have seen previously coming from Kim Jong-un, not from presidents of the United States. Not from presidents of the United States. Now, let's remind everybody what kind of language Andrea Mitchell, the rather dim-witted, dull, and uh, numbskulled Andrea Mitchell over at MSNBS, which is, I think, the sum total of who they employ, 
let, let's see what she's referring to again from the president. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Now, the implication by Andrea Mitchell and her friends in the press and, of course, the elitist foreign journalist who was unidentified was that legitimate presidents of the United States don't make statements like this. Only ill-suited, ill-tempered, unqualified men like Donald Trump would make a statement like this. Let's put that, let's put that, now, understand me, this is what they want you to believe. And I don't doubt that Andrea Mitchell is stupid enough to believe it herself. And I don't doubt that the other elitist journalists in that room are stupid enough to believe that assumption themselves. This is not how presidents talk. This is not how they talk. Might I suggest they they grew used to anti-American sentiment and limp-wristed, flaccid leadership from resident Obama these last eight years, which, by the way, they applauded. That they looked at this metrosexual Obama and said, "Uh uh-huh, that's the president we like. That it's been a while since many of these journalists, if ever, they were ever exposed to a real man. To someone who doesn't respond with flaccid timidity, with threats to his nation. Uh, I would be willing to concede they've never, they've they've forgotten or they never were exposed. Now, Andrea Mitchell, given her advanced age, she should remember. And many of those people in that State Department briefing yesterday were not as advanced as Andrea Mitchell in age, but should have remembered, or at least done their homework before they went out there and made the assumption, "Uh, no American president talks like this. We're peeing our pants. Oh, my virgin ears, stop it, bruh. Oh, Donald Trump, don't do it to me, don't. And the assumption is that Donald Trump, president of the United States, is illegitimate. He doesn't have the gravitas. He doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have what it takes to be a good commander in chief because you know what? Real presidents don't talk like this. We shall destroy their docks, their factories, and their communications. Let there be no mistake. We shall completely destroy Japan's power to make war. It was to spare the Japanese people from utter destruction that the ultimatum of July the 26th was issued at Potsdam. Their leaders promptly rejected that ultimatum. If they do not now accept our terms, they may expect a rain of ruin from the air, the like of which has never been seen on this earth. What, what, what did President Truman just say? Our terms, they may expect a rain of ruin from the air, the like of which has never been seen on this earth. A rain of ruin from the air, the likes of which has never been seen on this earth. Hmm. Now, given the current makeup of the basket of bias press, uh, at that announcement from Harry Truman, 
after the bombing of Japan with the atomic bombs from the United States, uh, that would have resulted in a lot of pants peeing, wouldn't it? Andrea Mitchell would have lost control of her bladder at that being uttered, would she not? Behind this air attack will follow sea and land forces in such numbers and power as they have not yet seen and with the fighting skill of which they are already well aware. Of what, of, of, of that, what they have not seen? Of, uh, wait a minute, where do I remember rhetoric like that? North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. Hmm. I guess by implication, these individuals who were in that press briefing yesterday didn't consider President Truman an, an, a real president, I suppose. Uh, because, you know, presidents of the United States don't talk like this. You know, I've always believed that old screw tape reserved his best efforts for those of you in the church. So in your discussions of the nuclear freeze proposals, I urge you to beware the temptation of pride, the temptation of blithely uh, declaring yourselves above it all and label both sides equally at fault. To ignore the facts of history and the aggressive impulses of an evil empire, to simply call the arms race a giant misunderstanding, and thereby remove yourself from the struggle between right and wrong and good and evil. An evil empire. Ooh. I remember I remember George W. Bush calling them the axis of evil, too. And you know what? I, I think I recall a couple of wet spots in the chair under Andrea Mitchell when, when President Bush uttered the words axis of evil. I think I can recall that. But you all know that presidents of the United States don't speak like like this. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury. But we know that this mad dog of the Middle East has a, a goal of a world revolution, Muslim fundamentalist revolution, which is targeted on many of his own uh, Arab compatriots. And where we figure in that, uh, I don't know, maybe we're just the enemy because uh, it's a little like climbing Mount Everest because we're here. The mad dog of the Middle East, said President Ronald Reagan, who I can assure Andrea Mitchell and all of her left-wing biased cohorts in that room today was a legitimate president of the United States, as was President Truman as is President Trump. I'll be right back. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. So the reason why I did that last segment, folks, was to, number one, to detail for you how, well, what the press is doing. But many of you were, were smart enough to figure it out that and, and this, you know, these people aren't the smartest people in the shed. It is one of the most unintelligent false narratives 
that the media has tried to create about Trump. It's really, it's unintelligent, it's unsophisticated, and we can see right through it, and it's so easily debunked. So who's their audience? Audience isn't you. The audience isn't fair-minded people. The audience is their left-wing kook base. Yes, the basket of biased press speaks only with their biased reporting to a left-wing kook base already predisposed to hate Trump. I, uh, as you guys know, I do a couple of local shows in Texas. And on one of the shows that I'm, I'm on once in a while, there's a, there's a Democrat who comes on. Nice guy, by the way. Uh, love him to death. But he's a Democrat. He responded to a, a show email today. I'll be there with my fire and fury. You see, the press is giving Democrats talking points. The biased, unfair press. I'm looking at you, Shepard Smith. <laughs> the biased, I, I, no, I'm kidding. He just happens to be up on my TV screen right now. I just, there, are, there are far worse people in journalism than Shepard Smith. As I've, I have sung his praises at times. Probably no finer in breaking news than Shep Smith. No finer. Uh, his bias does show through at times. That's a problem. But he is head and shoulders above anybody over at MSNBS. I mean, Brian Williams, nakedly transparent progressive, as is Andrea Mitchell and the rest. So at any rate, uh, the reason I point this out is twofold. To show you just how desperate and how devoid of imagination and substance these people in the press are. They don't know any more than you do. I'll say this again. Andrea Mitchell, Brian Williams. Uh, I know Maddow doesn't pretend to be a journalist, but some think she is. Maddow. Although I think, to be honest with you, and you guys are going to go, huh? I think Maddow is, is 10 times smarter than, than Andrea Mitchell. Andrea Mitchell really is, I mean, the only person I can think of who has less intelligence is Maxine Waters. And, and, and maybe, maybe, uh, what's that guy? Richard Blumenthal. <laughs> anyway, but it's, it's, it, this, is, this is not a sophisticated operation. It's nakedly, openly anti-Trump to the point to where they would try to pin the failures of North Korea on a president who has absolutely nothing to do with North Korea. And the best they could come up with is, oh, his words. Oh, his words. Uh, you want to pay attention to the actual actions and the construction of nuclear weaponry by the communist regime oh no 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 what really is the problem is donald trump's words the fact that he's there well and and don't misunderstand they would rather have barack obama there caving in giving tons of your taxpayer money being extorted and allowing kim jong-un to keep his nukes that's what they prefer so that's one side of this the other side of this is the historical facts Presidents do speak like this when they're being honest 
when they're being forthright, when they want to communicate an idea to we, the American people. And that's precisely what Trump has done. And you know who is singing the praises of Donald Trump today? Those guys over in Guam who are saying, thank God we don't have Barack Obama in there giving away the store. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hour two is underway. Welcome to it, everybody. The Chris Salcedo Show. I am your liberty-loving Latino. Do not confuse me with loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I actually love the country. Did you guys see this story in uh, The Hollywood Reporter? Now, you guys probably have, for those of you who listen to Crosstalk Radio, I know that a lot of my conservative cohort pals have been, have been talking about this. I haven't uh, until now, because n- now I see uh, a specific political component that I want to address. You guys have heard that Game of Thrones is it's its last season. By the way, it's probably arguably its best season. Now, Grant, I only started watching it year and a half ago but i'm you know i i i got hooked into it late but it's good so they need a they need a replacement what were you saying ron is that something important what no are you talking in my ear you're talking on the air in my ear well we'll talk on the air so the folks can hear you i thought this was i thought this was the last season no it's not are you serious Yes, this season no. has seven episodes. Eight yeah. will have six. Okay, well, all right. But, but there's, that, that's not a season. You know what I mean? A, a regular season is a 22-episode season. That's a season for a, a standard series. Now, I know oh, HBO I know. Has, has a different budget. But, but within a year, it's going away, right? Yes. Uh, we, we, okay, we can say that. Okay, fine. Let, 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 me, let me start again. Game of Thrones is on its way out, Okay. And they are, they are, they're going to break it up like that. Okay. I know they're going to, they're going to, they're going to have a mid season break. Right. And they're going to come back and they're going to finish with six more. Yeah. Okay. That's, I think that's how the, the cables have been doing it, which really sucks. That means what? They're only what? Two more before the break. Eek. Anyhow, uh, they need a replacement and you guys have probably heard that HBO is going to do this show called Confederate. And this is a alternate universe where America went through its civil war, but instead of the North prevailing, the South wins. And what America would be like if the South had won the civil war. Now, as you can imagine, conservatives have been attacking this three ways from Sunday because of, you know, what it nakedly is attempting to do. It is going to... Uh, depict an America that where the South won, you know, everybody's going to be speaking with a Southern drawl and blacks will still be enslaved, but there will be parallels 
drawn into the script that mirror today, the fantasy of liberal racism today, liberals fantasy of institutionalized racism today. The only institutionalized racism folks that's left is, is affirmative action. You know, the Salcedo show axiom. If you want to stop racism, stop being racist. And without a doubt, affirmative action is racism. But this is what the conservatives have been railing against. This will, this will be this will stir up race tensions and it will be very bad for the country. And, and they're right. They are very right about that. And I'll bet you and, and, and one of my listeners from an earlier show said, you know what, Chris, I'll bet you the hero that's going to free all of the slaves in modern America. A woman will be a white woman. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far. I can already write this left-wing tripe. Anyway, so that's not the perspective I'm attacking this from. And I was waiting and hoping this would rear its ugly head. But this project is now being attacked by left-wing crazies. Let me read a couple of stanza from, stanzas from, uh, who is this? Rebecca Sun of The Hollywood Reporter. Should white creators tell black stories? (laughs) HBO and Amazon's dueling Civil War alt history dramas have brought an age old debate about art back to the cultural forefront. Who is allowed to tell certain stories? Now, this is not an age old debate. Rational people have not had this debate. This is a debate among left wing crazies. Oh, you're a white man. You don't get to weigh in on black issues or Hispanic issues. (laughs) Oh, you're a white man. You don't get to talk about illegal immigration because everybody knows if it's illegal, it's got to be Latino. Right? Which is a racist comment, but that's how these left-wingers think. That only certain people can write about certain things. It's their, it's another mechanism of control. And the most discriminated against person in the United States is the white American male. This in the, the folks who are in charge, the writers are, are my generation, generation X. These are the people coming into power and coming into high paid positions. And I can tell you, we were brought up thinking this way we were we were the leading edge of the generation y generation uh millennial generation indoctrination that said if it's white it's evil it's evil i being your liberty loving latino was insulated from this indoctrination crap shook my head when i was coming up in school at it i shake my head at it now to the point to where only certain people can write about certain things. Screw you. It's America. Anybody can write about anything. Again, the Salcedo show axiom is this. If you want to stop racism, stop being racist. So now the loony left 
is attacking this HBO project. What are a bunch of white guys doing writing about civil rights and black issues? Do they have the right? Well, of course they do. But again, this is the loony left. And then your liberty-loving Latino asks the flip side question. What would possess white guys from my generation to undertake such a project? Why would they do such a thing? And open themselves not only up to criticism from the right, which they don't care about, but even criticism from the left. Why would they do this? And it's a two-word answer, folks. White guilt. Inst- uh, put into, the, instilled in them by progressives in the government-run education system. These guys are probably sitting there fielding this criticism going, what do we have to do to prove that we're not racist? We're, we want to make a drama highlighting your... <laughs> Your, your plight and how racist America still really is. We want to make it so we can atone, so we can do our penance for being white. It's the same crap we saw on the University of Missouri campus where liberal progressive white people were told to leave certain rooms where blacks were gathered. Because their mere skin color was offensive. They, and they, and you know what they did? Instead of giving the middle finger saying, hey, it's a free country, I can go wherever the heck I want. They complied. Because they were told they must do penance. They must make up for the wrongs done hundreds of years ago on blacks. It's their turn now. It's their, it's their turn to be exploited and denigrated. And um, my axiom still holds. If you want to stop racism, racism, stop being racist. And that goes for blacks and Hispanics too. Stop being racists. That's the reason why whites will get out there. <laughs> I, I, I want to make this drama so, so we can say we feel your pain and we can, we can assuage our white guilt. 888 It's the Salcedo Show. Be right back. By the way, don't miss it. Uh, Colonel Tony Schaefer, we're, we haven't ignored North Korea totally today on the show. Uh, he will be on to discuss what is actually happening over there and what their capabilities truly are. Coming up on the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. He is a liberty-loving Latino conservative. Need we say more? The Chris Salcedo Show. Only on The Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. All right, I've been trying to get to this, the climate stuff for the entire week. I had this on Monday and just just now getting to it because of all the all of what's been happening. Um, the, the first thing I wanted to bring up to you was the Energy Department, according to Politico, 
the office there has banned the phrase climate change be used in official government documents. And the press is going nuts. What do you mean? We're not going to use the word climate change. Well, this is, some, this is a process that's been going on for quite some time. And I, I remember I remember when this policy was instituted, I think it was, was it April. It was, you know, it was viewed as a, a know-nothing, arch-conservative, you know, flat-earther move. Did they say the same when Barack Obama banned the phrase jihadist from government? Did they say the same when Barack Obama banned the use of the word radical Islam from government? Did they say the same when Barack Obama banned the phrase war on terror from government? Of course not. Because the press are left-wingers. They are biased left-wing hacks who do not have the capacity, most of them, to check their biases at the door. Hence, the caterwauling when the word climate change is dropped and eerie silence when the copious phrases were banned by the leftist-in-chief. President Obama. I mentioned this off the top of the program that the New York Times rolled out with a story. And it was a great deal of fanfare. When was it, Monday? Great deal of fanfare that they did this. And the story was, we got, uh, we got some leakers in Donald Trump's administration. They're leaking this climate change report that basically says that man is causing the climate to change by burning of fossil fuels. It's a, it's a damning report. And we're so afraid that the Trump administration, you know, being a bunch of ignorant rubes and in their desire to destroy the planet, that they will suppress this report. So we're going to leak it to make sure that it gets on the front page of the Times so the people are informed couple of problems with all of this the new york times leaked a story or wrote a story about leaked information that was publicly available <laughs> it was available on government websites since january anybody who wanted to see the damn study could see it now was the new york times duped by these leakers or was the New York Times undertaking a purposeful misinformation campaign to its readers? I'll let you be the judge. But I, I know Lisa Friedman of the New York Times, you probably need better education, madam. But when you are given information that is publicly known, it's not a leak. Okay. Or if you're given information that is published on a government website for everybody to see, it's not super secret and it's not a leak. This was the New York Times effort to 
create a narrative that Trump is anti-science and create a narrative that there are a bunch of leftists and a bunch of anti-American kooks who are really afraid inside of the government that their good work, which is, and I'm going to get to their good work here in a minute. Their good work is being silenced by the oppressive Trump administration. But nothing could be further from the truth. (laughs) Which is why the New York Times prints it. You know, they should change their name from the old gray lady or the the paper of record to, uh, I, I don't know, uh, the old gray hag. <laughs> the, the New York Times. Stuff you can't believe. No, really, you can't believe it. <laughs> um, about the good work that the Obama holdovers are doing inside of the government. Climate change whistleblower alleges Noah manipulated data to hide global warming pause. The climate change debate went nuclear Sunday over a whistleblower's explosive allegation. The the national oceanic and atmospheric association manipulated data to advance a political agenda. This was February 5th, 2017. The Daily UK Mail. The fiddling with temperature data is the biggest science scandal ever. The new data shows that the vanishing of polar ice is not the result of one runaway global warming. Christopher Booker writes, When future generations look back on the global warming scare of the past 30 years, nothing will shock them more than the extent to which the official temperature records on which the entire panic ultimately rested were systematically, quote-unquote, adjusted to show the Earth as having warmed much more than the actual data justified. Ladies and gentlemen, these people who are in government are people, and they are left-wingers, and they are progressives, You remember how Barack Obama lied about Obamacare? And he felt comfortable lying because the ends justifies the means. Lama McClurk, you like your plan, you keep your plan. Like your doctor, you keep your doctor. Lama McClurk, save $2,500 a year for an average family of four. Lama McClurk. ISIS, JV team. Lama McClurk, JV team, no big deal. The left winger, the liberal, lies to you because they think it's for your own good and you're too stupid to understand anyway so just lie to them trust us they say so it's what leads to government agencies populated with left-wingers who gravitate naturally toward government that no accountability and most of them can't get jobs in the private sector you know they gravitate there I'm not saying this is a blanket, broad brush statement. I'm saying a lot of the Obama holdovers couldn't make it in private industry because private industry requires results. And we already covered on the top of the program that progressives don't don't roll that way. Australia Weather Bureau caught tampering with climate numbers. Australian scientists at the Bureau of Meteorology, that's their NOAA, caught 
getting rid of their low temperatures. Gee, government has an agenda, folks, and it's not your agenda. Up next, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. We're talking about North Korea. Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Stick with me. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. That was uh, President Trump reacting to the revelations that he has known, we are told, since December, that the Obama administration, we are told, has known since 2013 that the miniaturization process has been successfully accomplished by the North Koreans, able to put a nuclear payload on top of an ICBM. So uh, when we get done talking with Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, we will break down the, the press's overreaction and their contention that Donald Trump is the first president to ever talk tough to a foreign adversary. Uh, the aforementioned Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer is with us now, CIA-trained former senior intelligence officer, and the New York Times best-selling author. His latest book is The Last Line. He's a senior fellow with both the London Center for Poly- Policy Research and the Center for Advanced Defense Studies. Colonel, welcome back. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Good to be on. North Korean nukes, miniaturization, yeah. if, if it's accurate. Uh, the only thing that, uh, that I have seen that is left to do is to perfect the nose cone reentry process to make sure that warhead is protected. And that could be months away. Is that accurate as far as you're told? Yeah, it is, and, but it's it's not that complicated. I mean, you have to remember, Chris, these people have uh, been doing ceramic work for, you know, centuries. So it, basically all we're talking about is a ceramic shield that can sufficiently uh, uh, protect the nuclear device through reentry. It's not that difficult. The, the difficult issue is the telemetry and guidance. That's where they haven't perfected it yet. That takes some doing. Uh, as a matter of fact, another Bill Clinton failure when uh, uh, they accidentally gave this technology to China, this reentry level uh, uh, telemetry technology back uh, when he was when pre- Bill Clinton was president in the 90s. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not as uh, it's more about uh, the programming and, and technology that has to do with guidance than the actual reentry vehicle. But the, the bottom line is that they, they have perfected the miniaturization. They have the weapons that can launch that can carry these things. And, yeah, it's just a matter of time before they put it all together into an effective Reese's cup of uh, destruction. So, yeah, let me. Let me back up what the colonel was just saying, folks. Ba- uh, there's a there's a name you probably all don't know. Uh, Randy Duke Cunningham. He was a he was a Republican congressman who got into trouble with uh, uh, skimming off the top and had to do some jail time. But before he went away to jail, I had the opportunity to interview him uh, back during the Clinton era, and he basically said this to me during the interview, Chris. But before. Uh, before the Clinton administration, China had nuclear capability, but they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with their nuclear missiles. He says after Bill Clinton allowed these secrets to get into Chinese hands, they could put a, a missile into a window in Chicago. That's that's pretty much what the, the colonel was talking about here. So yeah, precisely right. Yeah. On. on this right. on this guidance system roadblock. I mean, 
All the North Koreans have to do is send it in the general direction, whether they hit San Francisco or whether they hit Los well, Angeles, yeah, whether they hit. I mean, it's still going to do a lot of damage, right? That's the point. I mean, look, there's three vectors that they can hit us uh, besides simply just doing a, the uh, the basic missile technology. One, as you point out, is kind of shooting in the general direction, something called EMP, electromagnetic pulse. Uh, your audience can Google this. So something called Starfish Prime uh, back in 1962 was an inadvertent use of an EMP weapon against Hawaii by us. So if you guys if you can read that and look at it uh, and understand that uh, they took out power grids in Hawaii from thousands of miles away in, in 1962, you can only imagine what could be done today with a concerted effort to do something like that. And, yes, they could hurt the United States continentally very badly with a high-altitude blast. Secondly, asymmetric use of a nuclear weapon, uh, put it on a barge, put it on a container, a freight container, put it on a ship. There's any number of things you can do. And so you could give it to a third party. So these are the other concerns about the fact that they're developed these small aperture weapons. And we're talking about something about Hiroshima size. And I think it's ironic and appropriate that President uh, Trump made his statement yesterday on the 72nd anniversary of the use of uh, of a little boy, the uh, the uh, gun type nuclear weapon against Nagasaki. So. Uh, of course, I think, uh, you know, we have to recognize that uh, that uh, there's a number of things they can do. And President Trump has said correctly that any further development or taunting will probably result in some military action against North Korea. Yeah. And, and if they if they persist and we, we all know that the regime doesn't doesn't want to cease existing. That is their major their major uh, objective. And Kim Jong-un may be crazy, but I don't think he's stupid. I, I, I think he right. realizes any launch toward the United States would result in the destru- his, the instruction of his destruction of his entire country. Yes, that's right. And I think that's why President Trump said it the way he did in the terms he did that uh, any continued effort or threatening effort or use of any weapon, a nuclear weapon, would result in Pyongyang becoming a big bowl of glass. And I think uh, uh, Un, uh, amongst his shortcomings, may be that he is crazy. But as you point out, he's not insane. He's not out. Uh, to die. And I think clearly he understands. I think President Trump's made this very clear, both publicly and I think some private things have been said behind the scenes to the Chinese to let them know that, yeah, this is going to be personal. And should should something come out of North Korea, uh, something that actually hits Guam or goes in that direction or goes to Japan or or South Korea, you will see a severe reaction that uh, will be one that uh, the world has not seen since World War Two. Yeah. CIA trained former senior intelligence officer Tony Schaefer, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer is our guest right now. Uh, if hostilities do break out, uh, the question I have had is the degree of confidence that we have in being able to target the the conventional batteries yeah. on the North Korean side and take them out simultaneously. Uh, I don't know how much you know about this, but what is your confidence that we would be able to get the vast majority of those emplacements before they're able to launch an attack on Seoul? Well, that's something I've worked uh, a lot uh, over the past 25 years. And the answer is we, we think we have a pretty good handle on it, but you never, you're never 100 percent sure. Uh, the, the issue becomes, you know, you're never going to hit every conventional battery. And I think uh, people, most people recognize that Seoul is a hostage city. Uh, Seoul, South Korea can be hit from North Korea via direct artillery fire. Uh, so, uh, and I don't know if you've been to Seoul, but Seoul is bordered, the south borders the Han River, and there's about uh, 10 bridges, and those bridges would be overwhelmed instantly by refugees and people fleeing the city. So it's a bad situation. So I think the best thing we can do to, to continue to uh, uh, both 
create the conditions for success regarding the fact that we will use force if necessary, but yet we will be open to uh, North Koreans backing down, is trying to focus on Pyongyang. Uh, again, we, we, we need to make this pers- personal. Uh, th- that nation, North Korea, is all about the survival of one man, Hun. And so as long as you focus on that and make sure that he understands that any bad act will result in something bad happening to him personally, I think is our best bet. Yeah. Watching Andrea Mitchell and other members of the left wing press, the biased press yesterday, (laughs) I I was taken aback by, first off, their ignorance, because the rhetoric that is coming out of the administration, North Korea, yes, it is it is good that they receive the message, but they're not the primary target of this message. The primary target of the message is China. And right. and if if the administration starts making moves to move nuclear weapons into Japan, nuclear deterrence into South Korea, not to mention the THAAD system, that China will be prompted to do what they should be doing already, which is say with under no uncertain uh, under no uncertain terms that that Pyongyang has to change its behavior. And they are the that's key. Right. China is to solving this whole thing without firing a shot. Right. Yes, and I think that's the thing that uh, I know for a fact that this White House has been trying to remind the Chinese of their own self-interest. The moment a a real war starts, uh, the the Chinese would be uh, hit hard by refugees trying to cross into China. And by the way, they you know the Chinese have put like twenty five thousand more troops on their own border with uh, North Korea, so they recognize this. And also, Chris. Economically, uh, the Chinese have huge vulnerabilities, and there's other p- people out there, India, uh, the Philippines, uh, Vietnam, all don't like what they're doing in the South China Sea. So the Chinese have to understand the moment something happens in North Korea, you may well see other nations acting out trying to cause damage to the Chinese interests. And so the Chinese yeah. have to understand they're very vulnerable, and we and it won't, and it won't necessarily be us doing the one doing the acts against them. So it's true. It's true. You know, communist economies are very weak, and they get a, right. a refugee crisis. They would be overwhelmed immediately. Retired Lieutenant right. Colonel Tony, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Shaver, folks, CIA trained, former senior intelligence officer, and New York Times bestselling author. London Center for Policy Research and the Center for Advanced Defense Studies. It's always a pleasure talking with you, Colonel. Come back again. 888-900-3393. That's the number you want to weigh in. Be right back on the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Show. President Trump speaking to the press here moments ago. Let's step in. Our military budget. Russia doesn't like that. Hillary was going to cut the budget substantially, the military budget. Russia is very important for Russia. Oil. Oil and gas. Uh, we are now an exporter because of an incredible six months that I had. An exporter of oil and gas. That's bad for Russia. I always said, I don't think Russia wants me because I want a strong military and I want low energy prices. Energy is a disaster. Low energy prices is a disaster for Russia. Additionally, it seems that Russia spent a lot of money on that false report. And that was Russian money. And I think it was Democrat money, too. You could say that was (laughs) Plus, the Democrats colluded on the Ukraine. So they colluded. And then when you get down to it, why isn't the FBI looking 
at the DNC server. You have a server that they refuse, the Democrats refuse to give to the FBI. Now, I don't know how the FBI can investigate something if the DNC, the Democrats, refuse to give the server. So we have an investigation of something that never took place. And all I say is work with them, because this is an event that never took place. Now, as far as somebody else where, did they file the right papers or did they forget to file a paper? You know, I, I guarantee if you went around and looked at everybody that made a speech or whatever these people did, that's up to them. Uh, did they do something wrong because they didn't file the right document or whatever? Perhaps you'll have to look at them, but I guarantee you this, probably a lot of people in Washington did the same thing. Mr. President, given your harsh criticism of Democrats just now, how are you going to bring them in on things like infrastructure or... Well, we'll have to see. I'm not sure that we will bring them in. I mean, maybe we'll bring them in, maybe not. I think the infrastructure bill will be bipartisan. In fact, frankly, I may have more support from the Democrats. I want a very strong infrastructure bill. We've, as of this moment, spent over $6 trillion in the Middle East. As far as I'm concerned, when I say spent, we've wasted six trillion dollars in the middle east and yet we can't fix our roads and our bridges and our schools and our airports and i think that's a very sad situation so i'm very strong on infrastructure and a lot of republicans are but i know a lot of democrats are also i think that'll work out i think it's going to work out very well mr president have you thought or thought about or considered uh leading the dismissal of the special counsel or anything that bob miller could do that you would send you in that direction i haven't given it any thought i mean i've been reading about it from you people you say oh i'm going to dismiss them no i'm not dismissing anybody i mean i want them to get on with the task but i also want the senate and the house to come out with their findings now judging from the people leaving the meetings leaks but they leave the meetings all the time and they say no, we haven't found any collusion. There's no, there is no collusion. You know why? Because I don't speak to Russians. Look, I won because I suppose I was a much better candidate than her. I won because I went to Wisconsin. I went to Michigan. I won Pennsylvania. I fought a smart battle. That's why I win. I didn't win because of Russia. Russia had nothing to do with me winning. The thing that we had a great team and I guess I did a good job. And you know what? Honestly, they spent much more money than I did by a lot. You know that. They spent a lot more money, and honestly, they did not do a very good job of campaigning. And one more question about Senator, Senate Leader McConnell. We talked about, you talked about him outside a little bit earlier, but have you reached out to him since your phone call yesterday? No. And have you given any no. consideration to asking his wife, your transportation secretary, uh, to help bridge whatever... Elaine is doing a very good job. We're very proud of Elaine as uh, Secretary of Transportation. Uh, as you know, as you said, Mitch's wife, she's doing a very, very good job. I'm very disappointed in Mitch, but if he gets these bills passed, I'll be very happy with him. I'll be the first to admit it. But honestly, repeal and replace of Obamacare should have taken place. And it should have been on my desk virtually the first week that I was there or the first day that well, I was Don't there. blame McConnell. That was all McCain's fault. So repeal and replace should have taken place. Uh, the tax bill, tax cuts, tax reform. Hopefully they get that done. I hope they get it done. And the other thing would be the infrastructure bill. In addition to that, you know, we've passed a lot of things. We passed accountability with the VA. We've passed a lot. We're doing a lot of great work at the VA. Uh, and we're doing a lot of great work all over. You look at what's happening with the coal industry, where they're putting on. I mean, I looked at West Virginia the other day. I was in West Virginia making a speech. And they are doing great as a state. The great governor of West Virginia, Jim, who you saw, uh, he just became a Republican. He left. It's the first time in many, many years that a thing like that's happened. 
He just left the Democratic Party and he became a Republican, which was a great moment. Hasn't happened in many years. So uh, we're very, very happy with what's happened. We think it's been an incredible six months. We've done, uh, you know, a lot of record setting business. It's incredible. You look at what's going on with the economy and you know, to me, very important, you look at the enthusiasm of businesses. You look at companies moving back in. You just saw on Friday the two big car companies that are coming in. You saw last week Foxconn. They make the Apple iPhones. They make all of the desktops. I think they he make, has a lot to crow about on uh, economics, and he's doing it all on his own by getting rid of these onerous, numerous regulations that Barack Obama piled onto this country that cost, some estimates, upward of $743 billion dollars. For us here in this country, so I um, and the economy. Uh, so there's a that's uh, just moments ago. Where's he at? New Jersey. Uh, he's on vacation. Is the president of the United States, and so we thought we'd bring some of that to you to end up the show. And that's going to do it for the uh, program today. Remember, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by government, or rather, how much power is reserved for we the people. Grand day, everybody. Got Friday going on tomorrow. See you here on the show. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network.